It's 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 like a hammer. You can use it to build a house or to to murder your wife. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, you guess you could do that. Is I would like to mention he is single and ready to mingle. Bam! You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. No verdict too controversial, no personality too big, no topic too random, and no opinion too wrong. Joining me today is my good friend, Michael Hodgins. How are you doing today, Michael? Oh, I'm doing doing fine. Yeah, and also joining us is Crofton Steers. <laughs> Smokers laugh. Hey, hey Mo, I, I like I like the omission of good friend there. Yeah, yeah, I'm just playing with you. You're the, a good the, friend too. The, the unspoken diss. That's right. <laughs> Sneaky. So, how are you guys doing today, boys? You guys got any interesting things to share with our listeners? Interesting. I don't think I've had one interesting to thing to share with our listeners since we started this podcast. <laughs> That's probably uh, not true. Did don't you, did you join any new uh, kind of uh, baking or soup club, Michael? Um, no, but I did take up knitting. I think I mentioned that already, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boring. How's that going, news. by the way? Uh, Slow. I'm not very good at it, man. It takes a long time for me. Right. Yeah. Also, those knitted condoms aren't going to work for you. I didn't have the heart to tell you when I when I saw you knitting them with no, the Crofton, tiny little they're, needles. Crofton, they're they're for her pleasure. <laughs> that would be that, that would be so much carpet burn. Is that? Depends what kind of wool you like, use. The reddest genitals ever. Oh, oh my god! All right. This podcast is rated R. <laughs> now that I've taken it to that level, Mike, why don't you uh, pull on the uh, yeah. random topic? <laughs> All right. Sorry. That was a good bring it seg. back up to an adult. <laughs> that was a good here. segue. Get it nice and red. Oh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> he should knit himself one of those little mouth things <laughs> they wear in Japan whenever there's a virus. Oh, like a mouth filter? That's a sure. great idea. Yeah. Uh, Where are my words? The topic today is bureaucracy. <laughs> bureaucracy. Oh, boy. Right. Bro. Can anyone give like a good concise definition of what bureaucracy is? <laughs> concise? I bet it's impossible to give a concise one just because of the nature. I would, but I got to fill out a few forms and get some approvals yeah. first. I think that basically bureaucracy happens when any when any organization, and it's often government, gets too big. <laughs> so, okay. Whenever you have a large, large organization where there's a lot of hoops to jump through, there's a lot of as says, forms to fill out, there's a lot of processes to go through to accomplish tasks um, that gets caught up in paperwork and levels of approval and things take forever to get done, I think that's a bureaucracy. Okay, so is, here's a question then. Does anyone ever go into anything saying, let's make this bureaucratic? Because it's often used as a derisive term in my experience with the word. But is there like, a, you know what this place needs? Some bureaucracy. Like, Has anyone ever heard that before? Like maybe in history? I think bureaucracy is ever the end goal. There's a goal and bureau- bureaucracy. Man, I'm going to screw this word up so many times today. Uh, is, is sort of like what 
ends up enabling your goal. Your goal probably should never be develop a bureau, uh, bureaucracy or become more bureaucratic. That's just happens to be part of the end result in reaching said goal that's the way i would see it yeah i think that that's true and i think that as i mentioned just briefly earlier that it is a side effect like i think as crofton said no one's aiming to have a bureaucracy but i think that it's sort of inevitable when you have a any any very large organization it's not it it happens often with governments because those tend to be the biggest organizations but a lot of very big companies suffer from bureaucracy uh, and bureaucratic processes as well. They do get things done. They just tend to be known for getting them done slowly and causing a lot of headaches to those stuck in the bureaucracy trying to get something done. Yes. Speaking a bit from my my manager experience, you know, in in the office I worked at, there was a lot of, you know, boxes that had to be checked, things that had to be done a certain specific way and things to do. Yet, you know, it also comes at a cost to do all of these things. So the mission is always to try and save on costs, um, improve any customer or other relationships, um, like the, the efficiency of it. So it's like it's like you're constantly trying to break it and, and make it more efficient. And the word bureaucracy is associated with that. But there's a necessity for some sort of organization, right? Darius, I'll, I'll give you guys a little, because I'm trying to think of a good example of bureaucracy or how bureaucracy is a pain. I think we've all kind of experienced it. I recently had a <laughs> an encounter with bureaucracy from, from the user's point of view. Uh, so I got I got married in, in the summertime. That was August 3rd. And uh, according to the to the government of – I'm still not married technically. So, so, <laughs> okay. so, uh, so basically what happens, you, you know – Wedding present I, back – Pardon? I want my wedding present back. You didn't give me a wedding present. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you Did I know No, but I didn't, I didn't want one anyways. Uh, well, I guess I, I think, gave a speech. Can I get my speech back? Uh, no, those are ungiven back. No give back. God damn those. it. But um, so, so basically, uh, you know, you have to – we got married in, in the province of Quebec and they uh, very progressively allow you to have anyone marry you. So we had our, our roommate – married us so she had to fill out some forms had do an interview on the on the phone with someone from the province of quebec to say that she was gonna you know gonna take this seriously fill all these forms did this online test and she got her uh whatever the power invested in her to marry someone for that one day and then she did that and then so then there was a few forms to fill out at the at the wedding so that was the first part of the bureaucratic process was her getting enabled then we filled out the forms of being of being married, and there was you know we had filled these forms, and then we had to uh, we had to send them off to the, the, to be processed by the state or whatever. So we we screwed up in the first time. Some people, my brother who was a witness, and Andrea's sister signed in the wrong places. So so they said, oh, sorry, you you know you're going to have to send us uh, new forms. So I said, okay. So we got new forms. We filled out the forms. We had to get those people to sign again. And a roommate, the officiant, she had to sign again to. So, a second set of forms. And then Andrea looked on the internet because we had to pay a fee of $52 or something like that. And then she called. She's like, she said, this, this, this might be old. So, she called some number. It was on the phone for a long time. And she's like, is the number, it's 5250 or something like that I have to pay. Is that correct? And they're like, yes, that's correct if it says it on the website. She's like, well, it says it's last year's number. Is that fine? She's like, that, that's fine. So then, so then we get my mom, but we have to go down to the to the to the courthouse. So we give this the papers to my mom. She goes down, pays it, pays it, and then, and then we say, okay, great, it's all done. 
And we get a call about two months later from the province saying, well, you're still not married. We don't have your paperwork. And then we say, well, we dropped it off at the city, at the, at the city hall. And uh, he said, well, why did you drop it off there? And then Andrew says, we were supposed to. And then so, and he says, well, no, I, I'm supposed to get it. You have to send it to me, blah, blah. And this is getting to a long story, very bureaucratic, as it were. Yeah. But basically, it got given to someone. They're not connected to that person. So we have to fill out forms yet again. Also, the amount we paid was incorrect because it turns out their website was out of date and that the current amount was 50 cents more. So they had to reject the amount we gave them. We have to write them a new check for 50 cents more because their website wasn't, <laughs> caught, up, wasn't caught up with the official policy. And meanwhile, we called the lady who we gave the paperwork to and she was like, no, I have it. But the guy on the other end, he couldn't receive it and insisted that we fill out new paperwork and so I was just like oh the <laughs> and meanwhile like I don't know how long ago that was we're still not married and I'm just like oh, god how hard can this be <laughs> yeah that's, that's a terrible story like it, I it's so and hard not, to listen not an to. uncommon one I don't <laughs> think a lot of people have gone through things like this when dealing with governments I think that story is highlights um, an objective that I'd put in front of bureaucracy, which is excessive. Uh, and and I think like when governments uh, or organizations go through this, oh, cutting the red tape, we're going to cut back on the bureaucracy. Um, I think a lot of that is, is, uh, is cutting down on the excessive nature of it, realizing that some level of bureaucracy is necessary. So if you go through every, through every step of that story, which I'm not going to do, and, and question, does this thing or this, this layer need to be there? Does it add value? Uh, and, and at one point you can be like, okay, maybe this doesn't, or maybe this can be done better. But, but often when organizing a program or a policy or anything in government, you start thinking, you start asking common sense questions and you're like, okay, well, how do we know we're starting this thing? How do we know it's going to work? Well, we need to evaluate it at, at one point, right? So we need somebody to to look at it later on and see if it's good. And, and well, you know, we've got to communicate it to people. So we need somebody to do do that. It's just, and then you look at each of these boxes and you, th you think, okay, well, a lot of this is necessary, but then it can steamroll out of control. And I, and I think when you say the word bureaucracy, everybody kind of cringes and they think like Mike, sorry, and I have definitely been in situations like that. And in theory, I hate bureaucracy, but what I like is, is when there is a good result that I get out of a bureaucracy, which happens, um, and, and there's probably lots of players involved in getting me that that good outcome, but in uh, a necessary evaluation of the service. But soon as an organization gets big, it, it it gets all these pieces. I'm not so much a fan of the bureaucracy as recognizing why it's there. I guess so. It's hard well, to say it's a good I think, thing. I think recognize. I think the main thing that needs to be recognized. Um, is because I, I I don't even agree so much so that they get they getting something good in the end uh, as being like worth it. <laughs> but I think what and I don't like that about bureaucracy that I get something good out of having to go through the process. But I think what is worth recognizing and it's totally valid is that doing what governments do or big organizations do is very difficult. Like when you're trying to run an organization of 100,000 people or something like that, that's very difficult. And it can't be done simply. Like, I mean, in, in theory, it can be. But I think in practicality, it just doesn't work. I, th I, I th Sorry. Go, no, go on. Yeah, I th just because 
I'm like thinking of a story, and this is a very banal story compared to yours. But um, when I think of bureaucracy, I think of how it affects the people within it. Because you're right, there's a hundred thousand people. We need them to do to exhibit certain behaviors representative of the brand or the institution that they're um, representing to outside individuals. I guess outside of that that institution. Um, and so this specific story is I was working for an international like clothing store thing is like a university job while I was going to classes. And I remember there were these there's these boxes and they had lids on them. So like imagine just you have to pull the lid off like it, the lid covered the sides. So we would always, you know, put it on the bottom and lift lift the top of the lid off and then, you know, unpack the clothes that were in there. And then I got told by a manager that I was actually supposed to flip it upside down, put my hands into the sides and pull the bottom out from the top of the box. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that because there are staples in there. And um, also these, uh, you know, the, these boxes come from all over the world. I don't want to go sticking my fingers inside of a box lest some kind of something or other crawls out that might be superstitious. But I didn't want to put my fingers inside the box to pull the lid off. And uh, I got told that it was policy and that I had to do it that way or I was risking getting a written warning. And so basically it was the reason I was like, oh, fuck, I don't I don't want this job. Goodbye. Like if they're going to just trump me because this is the way the institutions decide to do it and that all the employees have to do something a certain way. I'm like, that's bureaucratic. I have individualism. I have a way I'm going to do things. And this, believe it or not, is something as banal as this turned into a fight where there was hurt feelings. And... Um, you know, I just, I really hated it. And, and, and so like, I think that these, these big rules that govern, like, you know, all this kind of stuff really curtails the quality of people within it and really, um, really hurts them. Actually. I think it's bad to be a part of bureaucracy. I think it hurts you. I, I think so. I tend to think so too. I work in a bureaucracy and I find it a, a difficult place to work. Though I find most people who work there, very good intention, very smart people. Everyone's trying to do a good job. Uh, it just sometimes structurally, it's, it's hard to do, to do that. And I think it's very simple. It's, it's, in a way, it's simple to understand bureaucracy by just looking at, like say you have a small business. I feel like it's worth doing this exercise. You have a small business. It's just me. I'm, I have a landscaping business, say. And then I got, I got an extra job. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I need more help doing it. I have more work than I can do by myself. So I'll hire someone. Oh, what should I do? Okay, I'll put an ad on Kijiji, say, looking for a worker. And then someone comes and and, and says, okay, I want to hire you. say, okay, you're hired. You look good. You start working with them. And then you got to do like, okay, well, now i got to give them a tax rece- receipt and, and, and payroll or whatever. And then you keep expanding. And then eventually, you know, in a couple of years, say in 10 years, now you have this huge business and you're hiring people. You're hiring a crew of 50 people. You're like, well, it's probably better for you to just hire someone to do the hiring so you know and then they become your hr department and they hire people for you and then you know to, to do all the like the the tax receipts and the payroll well that's all the I don't have to insurance to get the labor laws yes yeah, so you safety, start you start having different vehicles scheduling so as you get as anything gets bigger it starts having these different branches or different arms of the of the entity that does these things because it can do it more effectively than any one person can and you can see how it and then you might have you then you have to have a policy which guides how things operate because if your HR people are just hiring people at random they're not good workers then you put in no, a, you need some, some control po- they have to be doing things to right but I mean when business. you go when you start from the small and say like how simple a very small business can be very simple and as soon as it starts to get large it gets complicated and as it gets more complicated it gets more bureaucratic
a lot of uh, of Mike's example there, and um, just today, I also work in the government. Just today, I was uh, I was in a meeting, and and the meeting was bringing together all the different groups responsible for an announcement that we're going to make later this month. So there was a bunch of there's about ten people around the table, and each of the individuals represented a different group of of this whole department in which I work in. And so somebody was there, a lawyer was there from legal services. Uh, the person who wrote up the policy was there, so the policy writer. I was there from communications, you know, uh, and so on and so forth. So all these people are bringing their expertise and co- contributing to this uh, document. Now, each of these individuals, myself included, are part of a bigger team, have, you know, uh, managers and, and and this sort of thing as a as a department or an organization expands, so that then becomes this large bureaucracy, and I think because we're our podcast is always focusing on good, bad, or bullshit, and what I find is so problematic about bureaucracy is that I think it's difficult for anyone to say that bureaucracy itself is good like like the, the idea of just bureaucracy like it's serving some sort of purpose that's the idea and 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 you got to think about what the purpose is do you need to have it you know mike's example of like a a painting company or whatever um i mean do is it well served to have the bureaucracy it has but really what's good is the painting company and not necessarily the bureau bureaucratic part of it and so that's that's what's what's hard because i i'm acknowledging something is necessary and, and perhaps is the best way of doing things but it doesn't mean i have to like it and i but but i think that um um, like the, I think that maybe some of the positives that it that it has, and I'm trying to to find some here because I don't really like the bureaucracies. But say I think I think it's supposed to ensure a level of competence, ensure a level of quality that that you might not get on of a, on a small with a small company. So you might have a small company that does painting or whatever, and they do a good job. And then you might have some fly by night person who just you know takes your money does a horrible job or doesn't finish the job that sort of thing but anytime you deal with a with with a with a with a big company or a big organization there's 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 levels of accountability and it's sort of through bureaucracy that that is achieved even though it slows things down so if it's a big huge uh, company, like say if you get your car fixed at just some guy down the street who has a garage and fixes things he may do a bad job but if you get it fixed at like Mr. Muffler or something like that which is like a giant you could probably go on their website you can call their customer service thing find out what their policies are like it's going to be done in a really specific way and that's something that's a component of, of the bureaucracy where you can always find out how things are supposed to be done uh, it might take longer or it might be more annoying in certain in certain contexts but I think it's 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 trying to to ensure quality, yeah, because because I think we use the like the the way that we use the term bureaucracy, like it's everywhere in media, in our conversations. It's like an adjective to describe something, right? Like, oh, that that comes, you know, where I work, it's totally bureaucratic, you know. In I think the term bureaucracy because it has crassy in it, it comes from like some word meaning something else from people. You know, centuries like the aristocracy. Earlier. Sure, like I don't think it's meant to. I don't think its original creation of the word was necessarily meant to say that um, this is a bad thing. We want to and we want to expunge it. I think it's probably just a descriptive term to 
to to describe or to just a single word to say what you just said, Mike, which is that it's an efficient way of organizing a group of people to do something consistently. So without this, without a well, bureaucracy, think, we can't do that because then everyone's just doing whatever they want. But I, I think I would tweak what you just said. I would say that it's I – think, I think that by nature, bureaucracies are inefficient. I think it's almost impossible for them to be efficient. And, and I think – so I think that what they are is they're, they're an inefficient way – but a necessary way to organize large, large groups. So then it's a constant struggle between plumping it up and then yeah. having people come in and be like, cut this and cut that and cut this and cut that. And, well, oh, well, and that's what tends to happen because then as you, but as you need to grow, as, as that's, so that's always the issue with governments. You'd be like, oh, well, we need to do these things we've said we're going to do. So let's hire people and then your, your, the bureaucracy grows. And But I'll give you another example from, from, from my job similar to Crofton. And this just shows the waste. And I think that what – and why – bureaucratic stuff doesn't work uh, very well sometimes or just that it's slow, just that it's inefficient. One time I wanted to get some stuff printed uh, at my work and I was like, I'm going to print this stuff and um, we had sort of, you know, at one point I was like, I'm just going to call a print shop. I called them up. I'm like, we want to print like 400 brochures. He's like, okay, I'll use a small print house. Like, you know, what what do you want them to look like? Like this and this. I have the files. Because like, great, yeah, it'll be like, you know, 1100 bucks or something like that was his quote. And I was like, okay, it sounds pretty good. And then, uh, you know, went to my managers and they said, we're going to sit on it for a while or whatever. But then at some point later on, they said, okay, well, we're going to have to go through, you know, corporate comms because they take care they have a new policy about printing and we need to find out about this new policy and i was like well why can't i just go get it printed it would take like he said he could have it done in like a couple of days we'd have them already it's like well we have to go through these processes right so then there, there was happened to be this group meeting they're having with people to explain the policy of how to print stuff so i was at this meeting which i think similar to crofton's i think there was like i think it was eight eight ish people or nine people and i think we were there for an hour and a half at one point i was looking around the room saying i'm probably the least paid least well-paid person in this room and we're each putting in an hour half an hour and a half of time and i'm starting to do the math in my head and this was not to get any printing done this was just for us uh, and a couple of people in our sort of branch. the meeting to have the meeting yes it was meeting. a meeting to explain the policy to how you can go about using the mechanisms inside the department to get something printed. And if you t- if you added up the costs involved of those people's time, what they're paid on salary, it's way more expensive than if I had just told the guy on the phone that I got, say, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then it would just we just do it. But I mean, the reason, and again, coming back to the accountability and, and the ensuring of quality, is that if everyone just started doing like what I was trying to do in the government, then you'd have people paying different amounts, you know, would get out to me, people would say, oh, my friend's a printer, I'll just get him to print it. And you'd have all these issues that would come up. So having these, so I think they're by nature inefficient. And, and they're like that to ensure that things don't aren't shady, you know. But but they're always they, they have a bad connotation because they mean slow, slow and painful. That's what a bureaucracy <laughs> means. It's funny though because that's uh, the point that you make. There is is uh, is well ta- it's well made in the sense that that um, bureaucracies are tend to be slow, and I find that what what ends up uh, what ends up happening though is you. Big organizations are necessary to provide big services. In the government, nobody provides bigger services than your government. Uh, if it's from like running the the buses in an uh, in a city, and all you have all the bus drivers, and then you've got like the dispatchers, and then you've got a, uh, and then 
because there's there's taxpayers' money involved, um, and this there's there's people that are uh, required to do reporting and this sort of thing, and that's the thing about government. It's very risk adverse. It's the most risk adverse place in the world because um, it. it there's elected officials representing it, and uh, it's public funds, and therefore the pu- the idea is that the public funds have to be spent not just as well and as efficiently as possible, and you can definitely argue that there there's a lack of efficiency, but as transparent as possible, and as and the due diligence has to be followed so that it can all be it can all be traced and tracked and all that. I remember Bo, who who worked for an organization that was not government, uh, not a piece of government, um, had to prepare an annual report every year, and uh, that's part of the bureaucratic process. It was necessary for the stakeholders involved and and for uh, outside audiences to see what the organization is 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 up to, right? And uh, it's probably good that they had to do this, this thing, uh, but it's just one other piece in a larger bureaucratic puzzle that at one point ends up being a slow-moving beast. Yeah, well, you know, I would say that I... On the scale of some of the stories that, that I've heard from both of you guys are, I would say my office is, isn't, I mean, is nowhere near as, as bad. <laughs> or maybe I was uniquely privileged in my position there. So it's like... Organization, that's why. Yeah. like Well, yeah, I'm sure there are, there are large private organizations. I wouldn't call where I worked a large one. We were actually still pretty small, but we were growing. Like that exact situation, Mike, that you described... Um, we start a business as one person and grow into like 40, 50 people. It's the process that we were going through. So yes, um, you know, new individuals would come on and we're not going to hand them the reins and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's uh, you start implementing processes to ensure consistency. There's just no way around it. You, you don't want, I don't want you, Mike, if you were my employee to have free reign to print whenever you want. And then all of a sudden my bank account's at like negative $300,000 and I've got a whole bunch of flyers. in the. And I'm like, what'd you do? You needed to fill out a form so somebody could check it out to make sure it's okay. But I think there's still an element, even though it's necessary, it's just dehumanizing and demoralizing to a person. It's gotta be, there's gotta be research that suggests that. Mike? I think I think it's totally it's totally an inhuman way to work. I mean, I've heard things where it says that, that human beings can't relate to groups bigger than like a hundred and fifty. You know, that, that so we we have this idea, and, and that's like a pretty big one of like it's a we're still built to kind of have like a village sized amount of people, and then you start to think about like how big some of these entities are that we're dealing with for stuff. They're just huge, and things get lost in in the system. So when you work in one, it's one thing. And when you deal with one on the other end, it can be equally painful when you're on the phone for hours trying to get connected to the proper place to get help. You know, like my my dad, when he talks about having to call. And and again, it's not just – we've talked a lot about governments, but it's not just governments. It's any any big organization. I think a lot of people would say telecom organizations are like that where you get your services and you're like, I need help. And you're calling them and you're you're going through their system and you're talking to someone. They're just because they're just big, big beasts. So it's governments are the biggest ones, but there's lots of other ones. A lot of the car manufacturers, I'm sure, have the same type of thing. Um, a lot of the telecom companies is a lot. Actually, well, think about company. think about all these big industries, um, these big companies that deal with uh, you know very big industries like auto, telecom. I'm sure natural resources. Oh, they yeah, all have sure. regulatory departments, right? Because the government 
creates you know rules that the companies have to abide by the companies need to make sure they're abiding by them and exploiting them to the maximum extent you know like to to make sure they're not missing out on any advantages that the the loopholes for lack of a better word you know that there there's this whole element of a large company that's just devoted to not producing any goods it's just the interface with the government you know what I mean? Like, the, well, it's it's interesting to think about yeah. because it if you and you can see how it, it drives up prices too, and yes. same with governments. Because if you think about, like, say I make it, say I'm a table maker, I make tables, I make a table, and they say, okay, I'm going to charge a hundred dollars to sell this table. I sell it to someone, give me a hundred dollars, done. But then I start making more tables, and then as I as I start hiring people, and then hiring an HR department, now I have to charge more for that table because I don't have to just pay the person who makes a table. I have to pay the HR people or the people who write the policies on table construction. Yeah. So it's just as it gets bigger, they become more wasteful as well and prices yeah. have to be driven up. Just to uh, just to jump in because I wanted to touch on something you'd said a second ago about um, sort of research saying that humans in, in groups over 150 and that sort of thing. I'm just curious, where did you pull that from? Did that- um, I heard it. I've heard it I too. I heard it in the context. It might have been on the radio, but what I – there was a it was an interesting manufacturing company in the United States where what this guy did the the leader of this big company is that he would break up all his manufacturing into hubs of no more than 150 people so instead of having one giant plant of a few thousand people he'd scatter them around and they'd all be less than 150 people and he he found that that model just worked better everyone knew knew sort of each other the bosses you could recognize the bosses and yeah. you knew everyone that worked there because that was the human scale on which yeah, to work. That's an interesting field that, like, um, human workplace management, like how humans interact and how to get efficiency from people. That's interesting. Because I think I think that, uh, and this isn't to uh, this isn't to, to to bag on Mike or anything, but like, and it's funny. As soon as you say something like that, it sounds like <laughs> you're about away, to bag on. <laughs> what you All right, but no. Because, because, because Mike is a guy who I consider um, like there's there's different types of uh, of people in the way that they work, and there's collaborators in terms that are, that are um, that like to uh, that like to work in groups, and there and there are doers who like to just like put their nose to the grindstone and get something done and they have they have a vision in their mind or they have something that they want to do and i definitely see mike's dad as 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 a doer like we're just going to do this we're going to get it done here we're going to put and and i know a lot of i know a lot of people like that and and bo when you were saying like oh it must be so uh soulless or dehumanizing working in a bureaucracy i think that that is directly related to how much you like to work with groups um because I enjoy working with groups, and I think that it's one thing that I, you know, that I'm I'm particularly good at. I much prefer working collaboratively than like than doing something myself. And I don't consider like working with what we're doing on the podcast. There's only three of us. This is yeah, maybe this is a group, but I actually like like working with groups, and therefore working in a bureaucracy while there's tons of annoyances is less annoying to me than somebody that might be more of like oriented on their their goal and their their particular vision you know so i i can i can see the annoyances of bureaucracy but it, i don't think it's spread out evenly there are people that 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 fit better than others that's true that's true yeah and i would say that i am probably one of those types of people i just you know like to have some task and do it but but i still think that when you're talking about like like i'm not again it's not just government but like 
big companies that people are happier when they know everyone around them. Like, like in my work group, I probably know 60 ish people like to know them, to see them, you know what I mean? And I, and I feel like those are like my core people that I work with. And I, and I like knowing, even if I don't work directly with them, I know who they are, but as it starts getting up higher and goes to the branch level, there's like 1300 people in my branch and there's like 8,000 in my, you know, it's like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> they mean nothing to me. They're not, but, but when it comes out, the small group I like, and I feel kind of at home there. So I think that there is a human level and that when it gets too big, it's lost. But anyhow, um, what do you guys think for, for some verdicts on this? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm good to deliver a verdict. Do you want me to step up to the plate first? Yeah, go for it. All right. Wait, actually, Bo, uh, before you deliver your verdict, oh, thank I God. just, okay, I just, I just need you to uh, to fill out this electronic form. I'm, oh, I'm gonna, I thought uh, you were going to help me. No, I'm I'm going to send it. Uh, you're going to need Mike to initial every second line. Uh, every second line. If he initials every third line, you're going to have to redo. You do the realize form. we're on a call. And actually, I can't get uh, Bo, to I'm gonna, right now. I don't actually initial the line myself. I've I've outsourced that. To uh, an assistant mom will direct you to the company I've hired to do the signing of the document. So they have a form to fill out to get you to do that. So you just fill out that form and then they'll get the initials so done. I can't deliver a verdict until I do this? Uh, um, yeah, you know, technically we should have got you to fill out these forms before we went live. But yeah, um, All right, I want to speak I, to your manager. Well, you know what? You will be able to uh, if you take a number. Do you, and, know what, uh, do you know what I want to speak to your manager means in English? I want to speak no. to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear your actual verdict. We'll waive the bureaucracy. This All right. Time. Um, Just this time. Well, now it's definitely uh, bad. I want there to be some room. Like, I'd love for somebody to just say, like, oh, no, bureaucracy is this awesome thing. And um, you, just don't, you just don't know because I just know what I'm told from the, my surroundings and what the word means. Uh, so I can't help but feel like the word is synonymous with slow and inefficient and dehumanizing and demoralizing and poopy and takes a long time and aggravating and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to say bureaucracy is bad and we should try to avoid it where possible. Yeah. Sorry. That, yeah. See, I was efficient I, with my answer, I think. Yeah, well done. Except I yeah. use like eight adjectives, but, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, including poopy. Yeah, poopy. <laughs> uh, Very literal. You know, an approved adjective. Yeah, well, you know. I, are you, you're officially done your verdict because I don't want to interrupt your verdict. <laughs> you can interrupt my verdict whenever you like. No, no, but no, thank no, you, not. Crofton. I am officially done. Uh, okay, now I'm going to poop all over Bo's verdict. Um, the uh, one thing one thing i was going to say about bureaucracy is is how much that i i dislike excessive bureaucracy like it's really like it drives me nuts when mike was using the example of the telecoms industry i've been on the phone so and i think they strategically use bureaucracy to deter people because you know okay i've got my evening plan i'm got to plan an hour and a half on the phone with the telecom provider to get where i need to go uh, and that's going to deter me from calling at all and that sort of thing so excessive bureaucracy is is as Bo said, is bad uh, for sure. Hey, whoa! Oh, what? I thought that was your but verdict. It, no, 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 no! Excessive bureaucracy. Oh, bureaucracy is is uh is not is not bad. It's it's definitely a necessary part of d delivering services to a large organization. That said, 
I can't hear that word and say that it's good. I can't. So for me, where does that leave me? It's where I think most bureaucracy is. Uh, what most bureaucracy is, and that, uh, my friends, is a big, a stinky pile of bullshit. I feel like maybe we need to work something out, Crofton, so that I know when your official verdict's coming in. Like maybe if you could fill out a form <laughs> or, and send it to me. Sub-verdict. Or maybe you should just <laughs> listen to my words. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand, but I can understand why you jumped the gun. Okay, so uh, bad and bullshit. You know, strangely, uh, as much as it, like my my gut leads me one way on this right off the bat, but I find this one actually a bit of a conundrum. Um, I'm going to give my verdict right now, which is that bureaucracy is bad. But I'm going to follow that up with, I don't see any way around it. I really don't. I think that, you know, what I would say is that we need really small organizations to do the types of things um, efficiently to avoid bureaucracy. But then when you have something like a country and you're trying to organize services across millions of people, you can't do that with a small organization. It needs to have, it needs to be a large organization and inevitably it's going to become bureaucratic. Would you say that so, you've, you've visited countries because you're the traveler among us, you visited like countries or destinations where there was a hey, lack of bureaucracy? First off, I'm a traveler and, sec- and second off, He's doing his verdict. Yeah, but he. Tr- yeah, don't interrupt my verdict. This is don't this is interrupt not time for yeah, actually, in more questions. Thank God, the bureaucracy on you too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now no, now I've lost my train of thought. But, but all I was saying is is that I think that it's literally inevitable. Anytime you have a big organization, you will have bureaucracy. Even though I find it b- just bad, it is it is not a good system to work in. Really, it's not really good for users. It's certainly wasteful in terms of costs uh, and money wastage. As much as it, it just it will never be efficient. But I can't see any other way to organize large, large groups of people. So it's bad, but I think we're stuck with it. Anyways, and that's so yeah, that's that's where I'm going to lay on that one. All right. So sounds like we all think it's pretty bad. Um, well, yeah. Well, you went with I, bullshit, Crofton. But uh, I did go. I did go with bullshit. I don't think it's bad in theory, but I don't have to like it. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that that I think is actually good in re, um, in controlled ways of reaching positive outcomes. It's just that. I mean, I don't like the bureaucracy part of it. I like the positive outcome part of it, you know? Like uh, <laughs> like the bureaucracy part of it is the 100% of it. <laughs> it's the, yeah, the like is. the positive outcome part is like... <laughs> Anyways, the, I just... Yeah. No, 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 I, get, you know, what, I, I like, get what you're I, saying. I like getting a bus ride, uh, but I don't necessarily like all the bureaucracy around providing bus services to the city, you know? Let's like see, a bus service is one that's not as fraught with bureaucratic problems as some. No, it has less. It doesn't have excessive bureaucracy, but it's a, but it's a it has bureaucracy. Thing. It has hundreds of employees, hundreds of vehicles. They all have maintenance. They all have like it is completely like there's so much bureaucracy and and probably sheets and documents associated with with all these vehicles. Like it, it's probably crazy. But yeah, for it's for a worker, but for a user, it's not too bad. On the other hand, trying to get married. Try to get married over in Quebec and you find yourself getting the runaround. <laughs> One thing I find funny about this this edition is I'm starting to think Bo is now chasing the bad because we've we've had these uh, we've we've uh, we talked a while ago about like who's delivered the most goods, who's delivered the most bads, who's delivered the most bullshit. Bo has gone 
bad the past few podcasts I've noticed. I think he's he may man. he may be chasing the bad. No, I, I think we just on a bad run. I just you know it, it could it's, be it's, it's random topics are yeah, random. It's, you know, it's like roulette. I mean, sometimes you keep betting on red and you keep losing and then you lose it all. So it's it's the randomness. So do we have any, uh, yeah. so any uh, mail There's no mail in the mailbag this week. We really want your letters. We love getting them. We love reading it on the show. And we especially love it when you have a strong opinion about something that we talked about. Do you have an opinion about bureaucracy? Do you have any personal experiences about bureaucracy? Please share it with us. You can email us at goodbadbs at gmail.com. Do you want to find out more about our show? You can visit our site, uh, gbbpodcast.com, and there you can like us on Facebook, follow our Twitter account, and uh, subscribe over iTunes, RSS feed, and all that kind of thing. Um, we're also on Stitcher Radio as well. All right. Um, so, uh, Crofton, if people want to find out more about uh, you, where can they find you? They can find me and follow me on Twitter, at Crofton Steers, but they have to fill out a couple of forms and go through a few approval processes. I like my Twitter followers to be, you know, thoroughly vetted. All right. Uh, that sounds uh, interesting. Michael, if uh, our listeners want to find you, where can they find you? They can find my corpse somewhere in the bowels of the bureaucratic maze that is the Quebec government trying to get my marriage finalized. <laughs> Till death do you part. Uh, that's, that's pretty morbid. All right. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. I think that about wraps it up, guys. Uh, I just don't know how to end the show. I've got a bunch of forms here, uh, permission forms to end the show. Can you help me fill them out? Sure. Uh, what's what's the first one? You might line? want to outsource I'm that to I'm supposed to provide a blood sample, it says here. Oh, man. Do they accept semen samples? <laughs> what's the policy on bloodletting? You're going you're gonna to want to consult the policy before you do it. I'll be right back. I got to piss so bad. Holy shit. Hey, go piss. <laughs> no wonder when, he was running to the end. I thought something was weird. I'm like, why is Bo rushing the end? That is unlike Bo. But now it was I necessary, though. We were getting long. So. Oh, yeah, but that normally doesn't stop Bo. It was his need to piss. That's, what, that's what did it.